You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. Hey, everybody. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another AfterBuzz TV After Show for Revenge. This is Season 3, Episode 3, Confession. Uh, I'm your host for the evening, Anna Koppel, and I am here with with Phil. Hello. <laughs> I am here. Hello, everybody. Hey. Roxy is not here. Catherine's uh, not here. Catherine's still in Australia, believe it or not. But uh, she will be here, and Roxy will be here next uh, time, and uh, we're excited. This was an amazing episode. It was so good. It was so good. And I feel like a horrible person for not liking the first episode and not having faith in, in revenge. So anyway, uh, let's just start at the end with uh, Conrad's car wreck. Was that... Yeah. Um, well, I liked, um, you know, they I, they had the immediate goal of, all right, get Conrad to confess. Get Conrad. Yeah. And um, and you know what? Here's the thing. Um, obviously, he's going to do it, and, and Emily needs him to do it. But in terms of his morality, um, as Victoria says to him, you know, if you're just – you're just trying to save your soul before you pass on, but no, you've already sold your soul or whatever she says – in that sense, do you, do you think she's correct? Well, yes and no. She says that she's going to have to shoulder the burden after he's died. Because obviously, you know, he he's not going to go to prison. He'll probably die before he goes to prison, assuming that he actually does have this disease. Uh, which would leave Victoria, yes, to, to shoulder the burden. The other thing is that... She wanted to confess everything to clear David Clark's name in the day when she was dating and in love with him. So, or the or the the plane crash. Remember, she brings that up, and that's a good little bit of nugget to to bring up. Of like, okay, you had a plane crash to prevent me from telling this, and now now you feel some guilt, right? So, she's obviously she that. I feel like Victoria is really losing it. Oh, absolutely. Losing it. And, and losing it in what sense, though? I mean, she, you know, we'll talk about her and Aiden in more depth, but there's so much, uh, so many things being brought to her attention that she wasn't aware of, and so now she's trying to figure it out. And now Conrad is just throwing her, you know, his whole thing. He's always been the pillar of the family and is always kind of, I mean, he, how many people has he axed off? when Victoria wasn't willing to go there. And now he's like, all right, you know what? I need to atone for this. Well, so she's she's dealing with that. She's dealing with being bankrupt. She's dealing with Emily announcing to an entire party that she's bankrupt. She does So have, terrible. Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk a lot about that. But, uh, uh, you know, Patrick moving in, even though that's a great thing for her, it's, it's still like a, it's a big life change 
Charlotte wants nothing to do with her. She's she's dealing with a lot. But I just feel like, you know, her running after throwing, like, this giant vase at Conrad down the stairs and slapping him. And she's, like, running outside with her shoes off. I'm like, this is what a crazy woman does. You, well, you know what's interesting? A, well, I thought she would actually hit him and that would prevent anything from happening. But more importantly, the fact that he did get away and then uh, we have the cre- – I'm still trying to – comprehend the final moments of we see a body the burn and then he comes into the light and i'm trying to figure out was that conrad or was that victoria's doing has victoria gone the full dark side yes and i had the same thought because she said if you get in that car so help me it's the last thing you'll do yes so i definitely had that question but i also thought because you know emily's been switching out his medication so could it have been that he just lost control like fell asleep whatever it was is that a possibility no it's a possibility in normal realm, <laughs> but in in the revenge world, well, it has to be it has to be motivated. You know what I mean? And so it's either Conrad realizing that you know what I'm not going to confess and I'm just going to uh, kill Paul, or if it's it's Victoria setting something up and Conrad got away, but it certainly wasn't part of Emily's plan. Right. And how do we feel about Father Paul at this one? Do you feel like he had cleared his soul enough? before dying in this horrible car wreck? I don't think that he did, but it's interesting, you know, as he's having the talk, you know, um, you know, he says, in, in the church he's having the talk, and right before he goes into confession with Emily, uh, you know, he says, it wasn't me, I've been framed, and, and he's told that, you know what, what, who, someone wanted you to have this, so what caused this? And for that answer, you got to look internally, and so he felt that pain. You know, and so I think ultimately the fact that Emily forgave him, I forgive him too. Right. And he's one more person who is encouraging Emily to forgive, to move on, to, uh, you know, somehow find closure with this. And I don't remember exactly what he said. He said something like, before you lose yourself. Do you remember when they were on the phone? Oh, sorry. Which scene are you talking about? Uh, it, this is after Father Paul and Conrad spoke, and Emily called him, and you know asked if everything went according to plan. Yes, yes. And uh, he said, "We'll put it this way, you know, if, if he doesn't confess, I will." But then he also encourages Emily to um, to forgive, and he said something like, uh, "Before you lose yourself." Yeah, I mean, it's certainly uh, not the first time we've heard that for Emily. Right, and so I think that's interesting that that we keep hearing this, like, once an episode. Yeah. So I don't know if that's going to be a turn in her character, but it seems like it might be. Well, it's it's interesting, you know, now, depending on where it's going to go, the fact that, you know, not to get too too much into Emily, but her life, you know, she's – Everything's kind of coming back into control, and we found out the big Aiden reveal, but also that spiraled out of control because now she has to deal with Daniel, as she says. Right. Um, and now, you know, she's kind of having to deal with Victoria, Jack, and all these different things. So it is interesting how she wanted to get her footing right, but now it's still spiraling out of control in in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing about... Conrad is, you know, I was a little disappointed because we've been like looking forward to seeing Charlotte stab, stab him. Yeah, uh, but you know, the uh, the dramatic irony was not lost on me that because Charlotte says this is for my father, 
and you know he wakes up kind of gasping and emily's right there like morning conrad here's pastries yes that that was very funny um you know and it was slightly cheap that it was just a a dream obviously but um it, it is still revealing of conrad's fears right you know and, and as he said emily was great uh Yes, in revealing his fears, and what he said to uh, Father Paul was, you know, that that Charlotte had come in to confront him. This was last week's episode, but he was talking about that moment. He said, Paul, I saw myself becoming my true monstrous self through her eyes. I mean, I welcome death now. And I just felt like that was such an honest moment, and I, and I had a lot of compassion for him in that moment. And... But it wow. also makes me think, what? I said, wow. That that I have compassion for him well? Or that... <laughs> that No, not... Well, you have compassion for many people. You just don't always realize it. But um, the fact that Conrad... I mean, Conrad. Right. This is a monster. And like, you know, just one flip of a switch and it's like, ooh, you know what? He ain't so bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's true. Uh, but it, that... So the fact that he says that he welcomes death now makes me think he may have crash the car on purpose. That's an interesting point. So, I don't know. I'm sure we'll learn more about it. But it's also a little bit sketchy. How is Emily going to explain why she's there when that happens? <sighs> that's that's going to be a good point. Yeah, I, you know, well, let's save that for predictions. I'll okay. That. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair enough. Do you have anything else to say on this? About Conrad, I mean, you, you know, um, just to bring up a great scene, it was, um, again, him and Victoria, and he's looking out at the um, the sunset with the ocean, and um, I thought that was a great beginning to that whole scene between them. Yes. You know, where he says, you know what, I'm burning the past, and now, you know, I feel, I feel like kind of a new man, so to speak. And it's interesting, because we always see Victoria standing there. Yeah. That's like her spot. I don't know. It's interesting to see him there. Uh, so Victoria, speaking of Victoria, so Aiden has confronted Victoria, or come to, uh, confronted is the wrong word, has come to Victoria with this information, and obviously by the end of the episode we, we learned that he in fact has been working with Emily, which is great. He still loves her, I guess. Roxy would say it's because he loves her so much. It, it, it's true, and, and um, I liked how they kind of played it, but I like how it's a bonus and a negative because of what happens with Daniel and the fact that em- no, even though that Emily knew what was happening, she let the best of her uh, kind of go when she made the announcement that Victoria's poor, and that wasn't that wasn't part of the plan either. How do you know? How do I know? Because Aiden says, you know, why would you? Because the the whole plan as is explained, is just the portfolio and saying, hey, you know what, Emily stole your money, and no, it actually wasn't, you know, here's here's the truth. And so that was the, the only, only plant was that. I don't know, because I think humiliating her, see, this is, Victoria is very used to being, like, the queen of the Hamptons, mm-hmm. and so the fact, she was, like, almost offended that she got an invitation to Nolan's party, that she wasn't just, it wasn't just assumed that she would, would be, be there. Going. Yeah. So I think to humiliate her on that level, and then it ends up in page six that they're bankrupt, I, you, you know, it's, uh, that's a big deal for Victoria. It's true. Okay, I can buy that. I can buy that. Although, 
Yeah. I don't know. I'm half torn because because of the way the beach scene went, it, it makes sense the way you're explaining it. But in the way that I acted it, it threw me off. Yeah. Well, and and right. What was not part of the plan was Aiden mentioning that they were still uh, together when yeah. she was with Daniel. So I think that that's what got her so emotional. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? So, yeah, that who knows? Let me ask you this. You know, <laughs> let's debate this. this okay, go. Fun. Okay, Aiden mentioning Dan. Um, was that really part of his plan because it was the best plan, or was that part of his plan because it's what's best for Aiden and his relationship with Emily? Uh, I, you get the difference? I definitely get the difference, and I definitely think that he mentioned it because it's part of Aiden's plan. Uh and I also, P.S. <laughs> Those are my initials. That, that's true. Yes. Should I start calling you that? <laughs> no, you can if you want. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's ridiculous. The Whoever wrote the trailer for next week's episode, like, really labeled who each person was. Like, her fiancé this and her ex that, but her true love this. And it's kind of forcing us to accept that these are the rules. At least for next week. At least for next week. At least one more week. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, uh, to answer your question, I, I definitely think that that's Aiden's plan. It's, it hurts to see somebody that you love be with somebody else, right? Even though you know it's part of a greater plan. Does that mean you enjoy, like, seeing them, you Intercourse? Know? Right. <laughs> I'm sure he watches intercourse. Just, uh, it wouldn't shock me. <laughs> it wouldn't shock me either. But, but yeah, and especially because Aiden has come to this place where he's like, "Look, it's never gonna. You're not going to feel better about this. This isn't going to bring your father back." So he has like tried to convince her to drop everything. So he thinks it's not good for her to be there in the first place. And she's still intercoursing with Daniel. (laughs) That she is. Well, um, it's interesting, you know, um, Aiden and Dan had a secret of their own that Emily didn't know about, which I thought was a nice little um, nugget of information because, you know, obviously it causes a rift in the relationship between Emily and Dan, but but then also more so with Aiden and and Emily. Yeah, you know, and I really like this, Daniel, because... I had I my note after Victoria spoke with Daniel and said, yeah, she went to see him at the office and he was like, this is ridiculous. But then Daniel goes to confront Emily and say, like, you know, what's the deal here? Why did you buy Nolan's house? And, you know, are you still seeing Aiden and whatever? Um, And then she explained things and he was like, "Okay, like we both know that it's my mom's. she she wants to break us apart, but just, like, don't give her the ammunition. And so I had a note, like, is he too trusting? But I like that he's not. He's, you know, installing alarm systems and, you know, making threats. And I like it. I like that he's manning up a bit. Yeah, I mean, he's been lied to so many times. And, you know, he he's always got to check things out. But it's interesting to to see the behaviors of Dan and Victoria because they both go down these um, trails just because someone mentions it. 
obviously Aiden is the setup for Victoria, but then Victoria is the setup for Dan, and you know they're they're gonna follow this. It'd be like you telling me like I can't think of an example. <laughs> I was gonna think. Um, let's see. It'd be like you telling me that Roxy um, in her off time uh, does another podcast for revenge. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Or 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 just does things behind after Buzz is back and says after Buzz is no good. Or I don't know something stupid, right? Right. And then it may not be true, but I'm now immediately gonna go and follow that trail, even though it's a stupid trail. Right. You know. I think it's fair to check things out if you hear something horrible about somebody you're close to. I think it's fair to, but it, in the Hamptons, apparently, it gets super accusatory. Super fast, so it doesn't, and, and especially because okay, you you built. Granted, the relationship is false. We know this, but he believes that it's true. So we're talking about <laughs> right, right. I mean, we're talking about this thing that's about to fall. You know, it's a card built on. It's a house built on cards. Um, but <laughs> Dan, who believes in his mind that this. This is a solid foundation that they've built this on true love and, you know, despite everything that they've gone through, their love is held. And then at the smallest break in the armor or at the slightest notion of anything, he's willing to forego that and say, you know what, I got to start questioning things here. As opposed to their entire history together. Right. There have been a lot of questions. So just saying. Yeah. So, and I guess Aiden now is going to be moving in to the manor. Him and Patrick, they could be roommates. He and Patty Cake, yeah, it's going to be awesome. So. I'm excited to see where that goes. So, really quickly before we uh, move on from this, when when uh, Emily and Aiden were talking on the beach, right before he approached her, she was looking at the ocean, mapping something out. Do you know what that was? I saw an L in red. Yeah, I have no idea. You know, we'll see. I mean, could it be perhaps that's where the boat? You know what? Actually, could it be that she's planning the wedding for the beach? Uh-huh. Uh, remember, Amanda had a, a a wedding there, and that could just be because Jack always remembered that Amanda wanted to have a wedding on the beach, so he yeah. forced that on her. But now. Because Emily is really Amanda, she does want a wedding on the beach. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, that might make sense. It might make sense. Yeah, who? Or who I could knows? be completely off. Well, I mean, yeah, and they like just kind of drop these little breadcrumbs for us to, yeah, to follow, and then throw us off completely. I really wish that Charlotte had actually stabbed Conrad, <laughs> but but then it would have well. it would have obviously not gone forward with a plan you know yeah the confession is what emily needs and that's what we need to kind of root for um as far as aiden and victoria i'm liking where it's gonna go yeah i like that he was like oh whoops bad information sorry like goes to get up and she like grabs him she's like you're not going anywhere we both know that she's a bad seed yeah yeah uh so nolan through the party of the century I, I like, you know, most of the parties that are thrown are always by the Graysons. Yeah. So for the first time ever, Nolan's having his own party, and it's $2 million. And it's exclusive. Yeah. It's very exclusive. 100 people only. Yeah. Uh, 
And so I don't know, is it, were, are we to understand that Patrick's gay? Because it seemed like they were a little flirty. That's, um, you know what's interesting? I don't know. Let me ask you this. Be- because, oh, it's so tough. It's so tough. But <laughs> y- y- short answer, yes. I believe, at, at the very least, he's uh, three on the Kenzie scale <laughs> like <laughs> Nolan is. But it's interesting, uh, you know, if he is, then he's certainly going to try to do something for the sake of Victoria to try to get to Nolan. I was really turned off by when Emily came by. They were having breakfast, and Emily came by to see Conrad, but dropped off the invitation. And he said, um, we've met one too many times. Like, who are you? You just showed up. You don't, like, start this, you know... Is going to be your sister-in-law, maybe? Is that how that works? I don't know. But it was so rude. It was, but that was the point of it. I understand, but I feel like in the Hamptons, we're sort of used to people giving backhanded compliments, and it's just more... But he doesn't come from that culture, you know? He's getting acclimated to it, and mm. that's why, you know, if it was Victoria, he, she would say, you know, so lovely to see you. It's not, you know... I'm so glad we're meeting again. Yeah, so lovely of you to drop in again. One of those Emphasis on again. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. We've met one too many times. Uh, Very rude, Patrick, very rude. But so he scores an invitation to Nolan's party of the century and then comes later and accuses Nolan of something else. Well, I liked it. I liked it because it, you know, it puts both men at odds. And I like when Nolan has sort of his adversaries because, you know, he obviously – he, because where the audience didn't know that it was Grayson and it slipped, you know. Um, and then obviously uh, Patrick later on thinks that Nolan invited him because he is a Grayson because of what Victoria says. And that part of it I love and it gives, you know, it gives Nolan that immediate goal of like, okay, this is my guy. This is who I got to take out right? for whatever reason. right. But it seems like Patrick's super paranoid then. Okay. Here's 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 what I'm, you know, uh, in, in the first podcast we did, episode one of season three, in News and Gossip, uh, we had all mentioned that, you know, Patrick is the good guy. He has no ulterior motives. But then, he, as you point out, he's saying lines like, we've already met, to, you know. Yeah. Um, and because no one is pure in this world, I cannot <laughs> believe him. And so, you know, that must be the toughest thing to write if he is a pure character because, you know, he's such – in a world of non-pure – I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to gauge him, and it's throwing me off. Right. Well, I can't remember exactly what it was that he accused Nolan. I know he accused him of thinking – he accused Nolan of already knowing who he was when he sat down. That was the first thing. And then but it was something from, like, the week before that he and Emily tried to – take him out. I don't know, but it was he, you know, if if anybody's listening and wants to tweet or call in with uh, the other thing, it just makes him sound really paranoid, I think. And not a good guy at all. You know what I mean? Right. But it could be that, you know, um, I don't know if this was the intent, but within the first three three episodes, he's gone from pure, and because of, you know, Charlotte mentions it before, hey, if you're going to be a Conrad, or I'm not, if you're going to be a Grayson... <laughs> you do that every time. <laughs> because, because he, you know, because he used to be the pinnacle of the whole I family, know, and, 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 and the uh, the face for evil. I get it. But, 
because he's been so exposed to the Graysons, um, you know, he's he's matriculated their traits. And now he is paranoid like they would normally be because that's what they are. Right. Well, yeah, when you're always doing bad criminal activity, then uh, you learn to sort of look over your shoulder. and. Well, you, you have to. You have to. Absolutely. So, so, so Jack shows up at this party with Margot. Great party, by the way. <laughs> really? Did you think it was great? I don't know. Well, is, is this what $2 million really gets you? I mean, he probably spent a good hundred grand. Maybe that's overstating it. But he had a ridiculous suit on. It was ridiculous. What, what was the deal with those pants? Those pleated pants? And I, I don't know. It was awful. <laughs> but um, I do like uh, – I, I loved how Margot back at the bar, you know, as soon as Tyler says, hey, this is Jack. He's Nolan's best friend. And <laughs> on best friend, it's just the eyes lit up by Margot. Right. Right. So we think Margot's a bit of a manipulator as oh, well. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but Jack was, like, loving rubbing Margot and Emily's face during the party, I think. I think. I think so, too, because, you know, uh, here's an honest, rich girl. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, as, like, because Emily is rich, but she's dishonest and things like that. Um, and So, uh, yeah, I mean, poor poor Jack. Um, but I want to focus more on Margot because I'm still, in terms of this, I, I love what they're kind of doing and, and where they're going. But I don't quite understand her in the sense that, you know, her and Daniel have the tiff and she wants to get Nolan. Um, I want to know how it's fully going to play into this circle, this web of, you know, revenge and what her motive is. Yeah. Why does she want him to be the cover story so badly? And I mean, I understand why Daniel does not. But I, I don't understand what her interest is in him. Because it's an exclusive story, you know, the man, the Nolan, um, and especially because we uh, obviously as an audience know this, he is a bit of a, quote, changed man, Nolan 2.0. <laughs> um, but I think they're setting some, something up where he, you know, again, it could it could reveal a certain truth and it's going to hinder or help certain parties. And and I think it's, it's what it's going to do. Ultimately, if it's if it's great, and I believe that it is, that it's going to simultaneously help and hurt the Graysons, and also simultaneously help, but also hurt Emily. Hmm. Just like what Aiden did with Victoria, where it helped the cause, but also hurt it because of Dan. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what's going to happen with that, but I feel that Daniel should really be trusting Margot in this situation, regardless of what happened with uh, Nolcor Corp. Uh, that that she's been running this magazine. She knows what to do. So he, I just feel like he should go with it. What? I, why not? It's going to make him money, and that's all he's really interested in, right? Yes, but I. It's interesting because you know, in doing this, it's not quite poetry, but it's something closer to poetry and more honest. And now that you know. I think he's uh, ultimately disliking the fact that by writing about um, Nolcorp, it is taking him back to the days of Grayson, and also he has to rethink of him being, you know, running it and things like, or um, you know, Grayson Global and and him running it and things like that. And 
he's genuine in the sense that he wants to finally put it in the past. All right. But he cannot move on. But he can, yeah. Well, he can't ever really put it in the past because Emily is friends with Nolan. So if they're going to get married... Which he thinks they are. But not to the point... He never thought they were the friends to the point that, you know, she would buy a house for him and all these different things. Right. Yeah, he was... He was not thrilled when Nolan showed up and said, I thought you were going to be at work. What did he say? He wears his shame well. Something yep. like that. He was he had his crabby pants on for that. I don't blame him. Um, this is total side point about what we're talking about, but I thought I thought it was one of the greatest lines in the whole episode. Um, hey, Daniel, what are you doing? I'm working, which is what poor people do. <laughs> I thought that was a great line. Yeah, that's great. That is what poor people do. Yeah. It's true. Oh. Uh, yeah. Let's get into Daniel and Emily. Okay. Okay. Let's get. Let's what would get, you like to let's talk get, about? Let's get deep into Daniel and Emily. I. <laughs> I feel like Margot is going to play into this a little bit, and maybe we can. I should have saved this for predictions, but I. I feel like obviously he Daniel's very threatened by Aiden in his presence in the Hamptons again. And okay, I've been really suffering with like a short-term memory problem, but did we see him shoot Aiden? Oh, this is where here's the problem. <laughs> I don't remember. I know. I don't, I I don't, don't remember. Either. It's so much happens in every single episode. And uh, you know, going from May to September and, you know, I mean, granted, this is no excuse, but literally between May and September, I've seen like 20 different TV shows just during the summer alone. So no, I, I know. Different. I know. Me too. This is, this is where, honest to God, this is where all of you fans are so um, amazing at catching these tiny little details and being able to remember that. And I know that's, you know, I'm going to get, I'm going to get hit back. Hey, that's your job as commentators. And, and while it is, it's also, you know. It's also difficult alone to talk about the episode and remember everything that happened you know, and tonight. Then go, <laughs> and then go into it trying to trying to come to conclusions just about that, you know, and, and then on the fly being able to connect dots to, you know, episodes that sometimes may have happened in season one, episode two. Right. Yeah. And that's exactly, Phil. We And we really do encourage and appreciate the fans, too. You tweet us and call in and comment and rate and you know we're really trying to create a community here where everybody can interact with each other uh i want to say though that we did not see him shoot aiden because it was news to emily yeah i i, I think um you know we i i'm gonna go ahead and say we did not see it because i would have remembered it <laughs> Uh, but it's always details like that that you think, oh, should I have remembered that? Um, right. It would have been too. It would have been too major plot point to to perhaps. Um, I mean, we certainly know that they didn't like each other. Um, and it, you know, it's not outside the realm. So. Right. Well. But I here's think... the thing: had that happened. Again, Daniel's mind just baffles me in terms of he's strong and yet he's also still childlike despite his growing maturity of – A, it is something that I would have believed that he would have said or he would have set up measures you know, against that so that way he wouldn't have to tell Emily. 
know what I mean? He would have set up um, these alarm systems right then and there because he knew that he would have to, you know, he just wanted to keep tabs, so to speak. Right. Well, and what do you think about Daniel setting up an alarm system in Emily's house? I think it serves a multiple. It serves multiple purposes. He doesn't trust Aiden, but he certainly is trying to get to the bottom of Emily. And by setting this up, you know, it's it's like it's telling her like, "Hey, I'm keeping tabs on you." Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's really overstepping a boundary to do that to somebody's house. Uh, it's going to be his house too. Yeah, but it's not yet. Okay. So she's free to make out with Aiden and chill that no uh, I don't believe that at all but I do think it is overstepping a boundary to install anything on somebody else's house like hey surprise I changed all the cabinets in your kitchen why'd you do that I don't, I don't know well that's where it becomes you know for Emily to me that's honest to god one of the most interesting aspects of it you're living with the enemy and so you know what I mean I'd love to you know if I was in Emily's shoes I'd love to like put out a blueprint of how we're going to pull off this mission right here today. But where do I hide it? Because, you know, it, it could be found in the most stupidest of ways of like, hey, I was vacuuming and I found this revenge map. Right. But what does it mean where it says kill Daniel? And then <laughs> but before that says marry him. Well, but she moved her infinity box to Nolan. Right. But she didn't move her already loaded gun, I guess. Which, by the way, I think, you know, um, part of the reason why she did buy the house was for herself. Oh, yeah. It is a escape, you know, outlet. It is an outlet. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, Dexter kept his apartment when he got married. It's Yeah, you need a you need Totally a don't get place. the reference. You don't get the reference? I do, but I don't watch Dexter. Oh, okay. Well, Dexter was a serial killer, and he kept his blood slides, which were his trophies, in his apartment. Um, Speaking of serial killers real fast, um, (laughs) I do want to mention Adventures of Serial Buddies. It's about two serial killers going on a road trip of a lifetime. I know that sounds strange, and yes, it is a comedy. Um, It's narrated by Henry Winkler, starring Christopher McDonald, Artie Lang, Beth Bears, Kathy Lee Gifford, Christopher McDonald, uh, Christopher Lloyd, in case I didn't mention him. Um, it's outrageously funny. It's out now on DVD. I know um, I've gotten so many emails to AfterBuzz TV saying, hey, I'd love to get it, but I want a DVD copy. It is now available on DVD, so make sure you go buy that. Um, you'll enjoy it. Many have. That's and tell all. a friend. And tell a friend. Yeah. Okay, Phil. You know, I think I think I'm spent here. You think you're spent? Yeah. Um. I'd like to talk. I, I'd like to talk a little bit about Charlotte. Oh yeah, let's do that. You know, that's um, a good idea. Okay. <laughs> now you're back. Now I'm back. I'm back in. Uh, what do you want to say about Charlotte? I want to say this. Um, you know, it's interesting how Emily's kind of realizing that. You know what? Tell her the truth. Yeah. And that she's not worth hurting. And she, and in her own way, even though she doesn't outright say it, she's apologizing to Jack for what happened with Amanda, for what happened with. Uh, Declan. I almost forgot his name. Declan <laughs> hasn't been back in so long. I I um, actually have a note. And see, this is why I was having – I was so frustrated with episode one because I feel like they just had like one line about these characters and just like brushed over it, just stepped over it. And I was like, what? what? We can't do that. So I really like that Declan was mentioned 
in this episode. He was mentioned last episode. So I like that we're, like, continuing to talk about him. You know, Jack lost a, a brother. Charlotte lost a lover. And their baby. So it, it needs to be continued to talk about. But, yeah, in that moment when um, when Emily was thanking Jack for telling Charlotte the truth, I, I feel like Jack really was softening towards her. Yeah. And that's that's when Margot came in. But do you think... I think so, and I, I what I like about it is that um, Jack is sort of recognizing that, but in his own weird way, he's picking up on that, and he's also going to push her further to end this because he knows he has. I believe he knows he has that power over her, and it's what's best, you know. And and just to resolve everything, no more lives need to be um, uh, hurt or whatever over this. Right. And there is a way to end this and to end it amicably, at least for Jack. Right. Which is, you know, for him, it's just to walk away or, you know, do whatever. Right. Well, yeah, I think that might be the best thing for Jack. And I think Jack could do that. Yeah. But I hope he sticks around because. Do we like him and Margot? If that were to develop in any way. I hate Margot and anybody. Yeah. But particularly with Is Jack. it the short hair or what? <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's fancy. You think that's sexy? I do think it's sexy. I think she wears it well. I think she's beautiful. I don't like her character. Um We just don't know her yet. And we we, we the more important part, we don't know whose side she's on. Well, we do know that she gets naked in front of somebody who's engaged and she's already met his fiance. We know that. But then she does go for a good rebound, which is Jack. And she's like, hey, you want to go swimming? I don't got a bathing suit. Who cares? Let's go swimming. But that was a manipulation on her part because she wanted to get to Nolan. And Daniel had already said, I'm going to deal with that. So she is using Jack to get to Nolan. And then she got flirty with him. It's a little fun along the way. Yeah. I mean, I guess. But I just don't like her. I just don't trust her and I don't like her. So... And if she if she hurts Jack, it's like, you know, Jack has suffered enough. It's enough. Yeah, Jack Jack doesn't need more. Yeah, he's, I feel like his time is, is coming. Uh, I feel so sad. It's, like, gut-wrenching that um, Charlotte hates Emily right now. Well, is it gut-wrenching because you feel bad for Charlotte or you feel bad for Emily? Both of them. Um you know, Emily can't tell her the truth. Charlotte at some point had this, you know, the two of them had this wonderful relationship and Charlotte felt like she could really trust her and go to her. And, uh, yes, she has Jack at this point, but Jack's a disaster. You know, like she's trying to save him. You know, who's saving Charlotte right now? She, has she miscarried her, their baby? Declan just died. I, who's taking care of her? Nobody. So it's a shame that she doesn't... Her French accent is terrible, too. I mean, so many things bad. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) her time in France didn't improve her accent. Uh, So it would just be good for her if she could have that relationship with Emily. So she could have somebody to vent to. I don't know. And and to be truthful, and I, I think, you know, that's the interesting part to me about this whole season is the fact that so many more people kind of know what's going on i mean the fact that paul knows you know that's he's a huge link to conrad right and that's a 
huge risk, you know, and, and especially if you, you know, you didn't quite know um, if he was going to go through with it or not. You know what I mean? Unless if he said no, then I guess the only option is to shoot him right then there in the confessional, <laughs> which in itself is a huge sin. Right. Um, but it's interesting to me. I like that we're we're kind of we're kind of expanding this uh, this plot. Yeah. In real life, I think Emily would be like the worst spy, worst assassin ever, ever. We should do. I mean, this this after show, nor the show on lens for it's kind of comedy in that way. But if we just did like CIA, CIA, CIA training or something like that, did a stupid video, yeah, that would be fun. Anyway, yeah. completely not going to happen. Maybe in the off season, you know, how they like to take their breaks. So yes, they do. Yeah. News and gossip. Sure. I only had one thing, and I don't have it in front of me, but just um, ratings really dropped, uh, and I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. They they dropped to around 6 million, I believe is what it is. I thought it was 4. They dropped 17% from season 1, from from episode 1 to episode 2. Yeah, and I could see why, because... I have not made a secret that I was not a fan of episode one, but I hope that their audience comes back because I feel like they've really stepped it up. You know, it's just, I, you know, ratings to me are so interesting in the sense that if I start a show, I would never just kind of not watch a show. Out. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 so it's always weird to me, but it's obviously so very truthful. Um, but if, 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 uh, if you're a fan of revenge and, uh, you know, Obviously, for those of you listening, you're still watching the show. Right. It would be strange <laughs> if you weren't. But tell the people that may have tuned out that it is still a good show and that it is, you know, it has a lot of potential, you know. And, and there was a byproduct of, as we discussed in episode one and episode two, it's a, it's a whole new showrunner. So we had to find our footing. And, and so I believe we are. And uh, had they made it a two-hour premiere, yes. I think we would have been okay. Yes, I agree with that. I love how you are also saying we as though we are in any way attached to ABC or Revenge officially. Well, we, you know. Someday, Phil. Someday. Hey, we are working on more guests, by the way. So, um, you know, and obviously for those of you who love um, the show, check out last season's finale where we had Nick Wexler in studio, you know, and we're working on getting Nick back. He's a great guy. He tweeted something really funny. Wait, wait, hold on. That's news in itself. Nick does. For those of you who actually listen, who, who I imagine most of you did, but um, <laughs> that listened to the episode, Nick does not tweet. He's not. He's a publicist nightmare, as he calls himself. <laughs> and so the fact that he tweeted is news in itself. Let me what see did he if tweet? I can. Let me see if I can find it. All right. In the meantime, I'll keep talking. Okay, keep talking. Um, you know, in terms of the ratings. Okay, I mean, found it. <laughs> it's a, well. Let me just finish this. Okay. Thought and I'll get to- <laughs> Um, it would be a huge shame to not see the show in its completion the way they intended. So if any, so if, for example, the ratings are eventually lead to the cancellation of this, I hope that it's done in such a way where the network says, hey, okay, you know what? It's not going right. We'll give you six or 13 more, but you got to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, and I think, could it be done? It's a tall task, but I think it could. And that's – if the silver line to me is that. But but for me, I hope that the show does continue. And, and so, fans, really, let's rally. Let's rally. 
Let's rally the fans. Uh, so Nick Wexler, and by the way, if you would like to follow him, he is at Nick underscore Wexler, W-E-C-H-S-L-E-R. And he tweeted, Father, whatever his name is, is in heaven now, which he should be happy about. Ask revenge. Hashtag ask revenge. That's, uh, is he talking about Father Paul? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Father Paul. I just thought it was funny. Father, what's his name? Whatever his name is. Anyway, <laughs> that's all I have. That's a good little bit. That's fun. That's um, fun. He's well, fun. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Predictions. Do it. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. What do we got? I quickly just want to say, um, somebody tweeted and I just missed it, that uh, Daniel shooting Aiden was strongly implied he showed up to Conrad. Uh, governor party with blood on his sleeve and i forgot that we i actually thought daniel was shot okay, strongly implied yes yeah strongly implied but i actually thought daniel was shot but he shot aiden but good call mark mcdonald thank you very much for tweeting in and and staying up this late and staying up this late yeah um predictions i predict that uh margo and jack will become a thing but i also think that daniel and margo are going to have a side thing and the reason will be for Daniel is kind of like he doesn't really trust her and it's like retribution. Well, let me ask you this. Um, you know, in terms of if Margo and Jack get together, is there going to be a way? Would would Emily manipulate this relationship in any sort of way? Because Jack does say like, hey, do you just manipulate everybody you love? I think she would manipulate Margo. She would manipulate Marco, but but again, that's affecting Jack. But the cool part is, if in your theory, which I like, if, if Margo or, or if Daniel is is going to do something with Margo, then by, conversely, she's also affecting Daniel, and that to me is fun. Yeah, that is fun. What do you predict, Phil? Uh, what do I predict? Um, shoot, um, I unfortunately did not get to see the preview um, at the time, so it's I, they just talked about her love affairs. It was so. Which they seem to do a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm interested. It was such a cliffhanger with, with um, Emily and Conrad. So I hope we get the answer as to what happened within like the first five minutes. Like that, I hope that's where we exactly where we pick up. Yes. Um, but it will be interesting. Um, I'm, I believe that Victoria is the one to blame. Now it's, it, it's, it's awesome to me that, that I think she's going to be pure evil. You know, and I do think Patrick is is going to be now kind of sort of her minion, yeah. but I think he is a bit gay, and and and, and he's going to go with Nolan, and then oh. Nolan can manipulate his feelings, and it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Speaking oh. of true loves, right there, they're definitely. I mean, they're definitely going to make out with their tongues. <laughs> with their tongues. Yeah. Oh, I see, I see. They are. They are definitely. Um. Yeah, and that, I don't know. I don't know what else I can predict right now. I think um, I'd like to see. I'd like to see Charlotte know the truth, and I'd I'd love to see sort of. Imagine if Charlotte was on Emily's side and she knew the truth, and she could now start manipulating from within. Yeah, I would like to see Charlotte help. That would be really cool. That would be awesome. Um, do you think she'd she'd be very upset? I mean, she she must be if she found out. I think. Yes, but I think that she would also forgive her because she would understand. She was like, 
enraged, shocked, horrified that Conrad had anything to do with her father's death. Yeah. Um, you know, the fact that her whole life she thought that Conrad was her real father, that her mother has been lying to her. She, you know, doesn't trust these people. So I think that she would, yes, be upset with Emily, but understand why. Mm-hmm. And maybe team up with her. Maybe. But she would want to protect Daniel. Ooh, that's a nice twist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks, guys, for staying up with us. And uh, I like that. So we'll be here next week. And Roxy will be back. And Roxy's getting married. <laughs> she's you heard getting, it here first. She's just at a wedding, Phil. Um, Get married. <laughs> uh, you can follow me at Koppel for Mayor, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R. And Phil, do you want to... Uh, you can follow us here at AfterBuzz TV on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. And you can follow Roxy Stryer at Roxy Stryer on Facebook. Well, I guess Facebook. And, yeah. Twitter, certainly, and Instagram. No, actually, on Instagram, it's Rocks Your World. Yeah, and she, she sure does. She <laughs> sure does. All right, the dog wants to go out, so I guess we have to wrap it up. See you next week. Bye. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.